Hey guys, welcome back to the Bloom and Blossom podcast. I'm very, very excited that you have tuned in this week. This week's episode is actually a little different because I have my friend with me today. Her name is Fikayo. Hi, it's, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. It's an honor to have you on the podcast episode. As usual, I would like us to start in prayer with our heads bowed and our hearts open. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we come before you today with thanksgiving. We thank you for your grace, your favor, your love, and mercy. Father, today your children are gathered to hear your word, Lord. Holy Spirit, I invite you that you take over every room, every atmosphere. Lord, that everyone that tunes into this episode today, Lord, that they will leave with a word in their hearts. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just take over, Lord, and speak to your children. I reduce, Lord, that you may increase. For in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So we're going to start with a question that I have for you. What does seeking God mean to you? Well, seeking God to me means being intentional. I guess just knowing every single day that you have a father and that God wants to build this relationship with you. We can go back to Enoch in the Bible that walked faithfully with God. And that's who I just want to be. I want to be someone who walked faithfully with God. And walking faithfully with God also means loving God. So doing what you would expect someone to do when they love you, you know, going in your word, talking to you, like just fellowshipping with you, you know what I mean? So I guess that's what seeking God means to me. What does seeking God mean to you, Jennifer? Um, For me, seeking God is just learning to know God, looking for him in my day-to-day activities, just searching him in the things I do. I think it's really important that you brought up Enoch because he he didn't die, right? Like he, Yeah, he just went up with God. Yes, he went up with God. And you bringing up walking with God is so important because lately I've been thinking, what is it with walking with God? Why is, why is it so important to walk with God? And when you walk with God, you start to hear his voice more clearly. You start to know him more. And it's so funny because in the Bible, it talks about how when you're in temptation, God will provide you with the way out. This is 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. But God keeps his promise and he will not allow you to be tested beyond your power to remain firm. At the time you are put, at the time you are put to the test, he will give you the strength to endure it and so provide you with a way out. And I started wondering sometimes, why is it that when I'm in temptation, it feels like I don't have a way out? And I started thinking, when you're walking with God, you hear his voice. But the minute you start to step away in disobedience, you're going farther away from God. So when you're going farther away from God, if he's telling you, oh, Jennifer, the way out is to go to the right, you wouldn't hear it as clearly because now there's a distance with him. So to me, seeking him is like walking with him, but on a day-to-day basis, making sure that I'm not giving myself space to actually walk away from him. Now let's turn our Bibles to Mark 1, verse 35. I'll be reading from the today's English version. Very early the next morning, long before daylight, Jesus got up and left the house. He went out of the town to a lonely place where he prayed. So basically, he left before anyone could stop him and he went to go pray. Now let's read Luke 22, verse 39 to 41. Jesus left the city and went, as he usually did, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples went with him. When he arrived at the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. Then he went up from them about the distance of a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. 
why did I just read these two verses? It's very important to see that Jesus stepped away. He stepped away from the crowd. He stepped away from his disciples. Even when he went with them to the Mount of Olives to pray, he was away. I think it says a stone throws away from them. And if we reread 39, it says as he usually did. So this is something that Jesus did quite constantly. And if you read through the Gospels, you see that he always always found time to step away and go to his father i think that's something that is also very important when you're seeking god you need to find time to separate yourself and go find god just you and god because there i feel like you'll be able to hear the voice of god more clearly fikaya what do you think well actually i'm in a season right now where i'm separating myself from the world and that is what god is teaching me that in order for a man to be great they must completely engulf themselves in god and in his word and in his presence and in the holy spirit i mean it says in the bible that no one can serve two masters and that um yeah if anyone loves the world then you don't love the father so i think in this season I think you're absolutely correct, yes. And that in this season, I'm just learning how to separate myself from the world and from the flesh and really live in the spirit. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That is so important because last week we talked about turning away from things. And it's very important because you said we need to give ourselves as a whole to God. So when we're still in the world, because uh, we cannot be of the world and be of God. So when like 50% of us is in the world, it'll be very hard to give God uh, 100%. And we were made to worship, we we're made to live with God. So you find your, like you find the most joy when you're 100%, like when you're walking with God. Yeah. Before you get to that point, it's kind of like, what am I missing? What do I what do I need to kind of satisfy that need, satisfy that want? Yeah, you know, in James, they talk about um, purging the bad water. And if you think about it, right, if you have clear water, one speck of dirt or one speck of, of black dye will make the entire water dirty. Oh. So it's very important that you just completely purge yourself from sin and from the world in order to truly be righteous and holy unto the Lord. Thank that's you. what Romans 12, 1 present yourself as living sacrifice and be holy and pleasing to the Lord. So good. So I feel like I've gotten to a point in my life where I was like, okay, this is the season where I need to see God and I just need to see God. And it feels like after a while, I I guess I get tired of like seeking God and I'm like, okay, I'm done seeking God. I've saw his face. It's time to look for something else. Do you think seeking God is a season by season thing or like an everyday life thing? I absolutely think it's an everyday thing. And it's just so important because the devil or the enemy they're always there they're always lurking like the blessings of god are new every morning not new every season you know what i mean and the thing is once you start getting into sin and start going back into the world that's when the devil tries to attack you harder and starts putting things in your face that you've never seen before you know what i mean and tries to pull you back like sinning is, is just really bad you guys sinning is like a tunnel and the deeper you go into that tunnel i think you mentioned this earlier a little bit the deeper you go into that tunnel the harder it is to hear god calling back for you at the other side so it's just better for you to never even enter that tunnel and just stay camped with god <laughs> and allow him to give you that light and that support and that nutrient all the times in your life because ugh, god is a good father he is a great father <laughs> i'm so sorry no you're good that was so good like so good okay yeah. can we turn our bibles to psalm 23 verse 5 i'll be reading from the new king james version and it says, you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. 
I feel like sometimes when people read this verse, they look at the my cup run it over and we don't think about how your head needs to be anointed with oil first and and i watched a sermon by holly furtick and she was talking about the importance of getting your head oiled and i feel like people forget that you can't just get your head oiled for at one time and then go on and overflow it's like an everyday thing because your head needs to be oiled over and over and over so that you can have that overflow what do you think about that overflow in christ that's a really good question. I think the overflow in Christ is his fruits starting to bear in you. What happened to that fig tree mm. that Jesus saw that didn't bear any fruit? Jesus cursed it. So I think that we're always supposed to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And as we grow, that will be the overflow in which we are producing. You know, more joy, more peace, more happiness, more self-control. Because you realize that you must die to yourself every single day. And there's no such thing as having enough peace there's no such thing as having enough self-control because you might think that okay yeah i'm not indulging in this bad thing but you know i i I like to eat apples and i don't know when to stop eating the apples these these are small things that you have to be mindful of as christians not necessarily your diet i'm sorry but like just having self-control does that make sense i don't know if that makes sense it makes sense (laughs) and i like that you brought it up because one thing i've learned is that the more you walk with god it's almost as if the more fruits you start to bear so the more you become one with god and the holy spirit is one in you you start to actually live out joy you start to live out kindness you start to live out patience and it just encourages us like there's more to this journey there's more to this journey and you can never have like you said you can never have enough peace when as you continue to grow you actually start to grow in self-control in love in joy and all of these things so thank you for bringing that goes across your entire life not only Mm. your spirituality and the way you read your bible but like just how you talk to people how you interact on an everyday basis what you eat everything everything god wants to be included in every single aspect of your life so it just really just grows you that's very true and sometimes i think about it if the whole world was like jesus if we all loved like jesus there would literally be nothing wrong there would be no wars because jesus was a god that loved even when what did i say was he's a god that loves even when he is not loved he shows us grace even when we always disappoint him he continually shows love imagine if everyone lived their life like that there was there would literally be no issue no trouble in the world so i think even seeking god is trying to be more like him especially when you don't get the same energy back especially when the world does not treat you the same way but still trying to be like jesus still trying to love the oppressed still still trying to love the people that are looked down on and looking at them with grace in your eyes sometimes i think god gives me so much grace but how come i don't give that much grace to others because if you think about it if you love someone so deeply you give them grace what do i mean by that if someone hurts your feelings and you're just like oh you like you forgive them even before they ask for mercy because you love them just like out of the abundance of the overflow of the holy spirit okay the last verse that we're going to read today is john 14 verse 6 um, I'll give you guys a little backstory. The disciples, or specifically Thomas the doubter, was like, God, what is happening? Like, I don't know what we're doing. How are we going to follow you? And then Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except by me. And it makes me wonder, what does Jesus saying he is the way mean? What does he say he's the truth mean? What does he say he's the life mean? For example, I would say that Jesus is the way in the sense that 
Jesus is the way to righteousness. He's the way to living life according to God's will in our lives. He's the way to eternal life. Because eternal life is basically getting to know God and getting to create a relationship with Him. So if we start seeing Jesus as the way, the way to a lot of things that we wonder about, it will be easier to start seeking Him, the truth. The entire New Testament is based on the good news of Jesus. And the good news of Jesus is the truth. That's just how to describe it. And life... Romans 8 verse 6 says, To be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the Spirit results in life and peace. That's why last week we talked about turning away from the things that distract us from God. Turning away from basically our human nature that just separates us from God. Because when you live life in the Spirit, you're living in peace. You're living in the grace of God. Something I've learned this week is that sometimes I strive And I don't need to strive because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He already made a path for me. Like when I was born, we all know Jeremiah 29 verse 11, for I know the plans I have towards you. Yes. When I was born, before, actually, I think Jeremiah won something. Before you were born, I knew you. So before I was born, God already created a path for me, a path that I would walk on when I'm on earth. And he's already given me all of the graces, all of the favor I need. You know, the Bible says, his grace is sufficient for me. He's given me all of the grace I need. Everything, mercy, you know, ahead of the way. He's already paved the path for me. And sometimes when you don't walk in this path that God has for you, that's when you start striving. That's when life is hard and difficult. And you start asking your question. You, you, you start asking yourself questions. What is happening? Why am I here? And it's very important for you to know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That Jesus already made a plan for you. You just need to walk with him. You need to walk with him into the life of the spirit and peace that is a great analogy um i remember when i was learning about the spirit and like god's will in my life or in our lives i guess someone said it's like a current like god is taking you down a stream but when you try to swim against the current that's Mm. when you start to have problems that's when life seems really hard but you shouldn't be swimming against the current you should be swimming with the current with god's will for your life and yeah that just yeah your analogy kind of fit in there i like that i like that and when you start seeing god as life and you start getting to know him you actually want to know more about him i think my biggest encouragement is to not stop keep seeking keep seeking um matthew 6 33 says seek him first the kingdom of god and every other thing will be added unto you alongside righteousness and it's very important to keep seeking god keep seeking god because the things that you didn't even know you wanted or the things you didn't know you needed god is going to provide it for you there's a grace that comes with seeking him and seeking his presence last do you have something to say oh you're just reminding me of this verse it says like ah geez i need to actually start learning verses going on but the verse says like if you seek me you will surely Mm. find me Mm -hmm. so and that's a promise god has made and god is not someone who goes back on his word he said if you seek me you will find me so just go out and seek go out and seek and you'll find him I like that. And I think it's very important to be a reservoir instead of a channel. I'll explain what that means. A reservoir keeps water and a channel just transports water. I feel like it's very important to be able to set apart, you know, go receive from God, retain from God and out of your overflow, like we talked about earlier, bless other people. You can't just receive from God and bless, receive from God and bless because you're going to burn out. You're going to end up 
exhausting everything that you have and i think that's why jesus was always going back to the father he was always finding time to go to the father to receive because yes in order for him to bless people he needed to have something in him Mm -hmm. to bless them and it's funny because we read in psalm 23 after your head is anointed your cup run it over because it's out of the overflow of your side that you get to bless others so it's very important to find that place of solitude that place of quiet to just seek god's face seeking for who he truly is not for what you've heard before you know yeah and it's so interesting how this can go like across a lot of different things i remember in the beginning when i started like taking my christian walk seriously people would come to me with their problems and they were like problems that were way above me and i remember telling my mentor like i don't know what to do and she's like you need to stop doing this i need to stop making myself so open because you see you open yourself up to like attacks and thoughts that were none of your business to begin with she was like you you're still eating on baby food you can't choose someone else's food for them you know and give it to them you're still eating on baby food yourself so it's so interesting i like that analogy that you said like make sure you fill yourself up before you start giving out to people because you just yeah this yeah yeah that's so important because you reach burnout and nobody enjoys burnout you just feel very dry and you want to continually whether when you continually seek the presence of god he will always fill you so you don't want to be dry I think that is honestly all that we have today. So great being here. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Do you have any tips to close us out? Do I have any tips? Honestly, I would just say read your Bible, you guys. I'm telling you, God will meet you there and God will just start a fire in you genuinely that will just begin to to, to, to kindle amazingly. And first it might just be a match and then pretty soon it might be a bush and then pretty soon it might just be one tree, but then before you know it's like a forest fire fire in you and you will just start burning for God and figure out what way you like to do it. Like for example, I, I love Bibles. I love physical Bibles. I have a friend who loves like his notes and his bible on his phone and he reads the bible but it's through his phone but i read the bible and it's through a physical bible and i have like four five six bibles just because i have like you know a man christian ocd but also you start to learn that i hate single column i hate um double column bibles i just love single column bibles so just find who you are as a christian and figure that out because it is really beautiful so yeah i don't know just i love that so much because that's something i've come to learn that god loves us as who we are like it's okay to be you he made all of us very different we have different personalities and that's why i genuinely believe that everybody's walk is different what works for person a may not work for person b so that's why it's very important to set apart you know set time apart for god and try and see what works for you and god and then some people they read the bible and it just speaks a lot to them some people they need to read the bible they need to listen to worship music some people it's worship music that speaks to them so you need to find something that speaks you need to take out that time and actually see god because you will find him and you wouldn't just find him in one thing you find him in multiple things in conclusion my biggest advice would be taking time apart to spend time with god and just see trying to see where you find him i think it's very important to know your walk with god create that relationship with him and be able to respect other people's walks as well because it is very different this just reminded me of a verse first corinthians 10 31 to 33 the message bible so eat your meals heartily not worrying about what others say about you. You are eating to God's glory. After all, not to please them. As a matter of fact, do everything that way. 
heartily and freely to God's glory. At the same time, don't be callous in your exercise of freedom, thoughtlessly stepping on the toes of those who aren't as free as you are. I try my best to be considerate of everyone's feelings in all these matters. I hope you will be too. I'm going to leave you guys with that verse today. Bikai, do you want to lead us with the closing prayer? Oh, absolutely. All right. So bow your hearts and open your Oh, man. <laughs> and open your hearts. Yes. All right. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, Lord, we thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the adoration. We give you the praise because it is only you that could have brought us here. Father, thank you, Lord, for this fellowship in which you've created and which you are building. Father, I just give you the glory. I give you the honor. I give you the praise. I pray, oh, Lord, that as we go throughout our days, as our weeks, Lord, that your blessings will just cover us abundantly in the name of Jesus. But as for the listeners, they will take a word home tonight, Lord, and that it won't fall on um, rocky road, that it will be fertilized and planted in their hearts in the name of Jesus. And as for Jennifer, that you will just continue to give her the anointing and the strength to continuously do this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been a pleasure having you. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you so much. Be blessed, everybody. Be blessed, everyone. I'll see you guys next week. So have a blessed week.